Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. You guys, I am so excited. You can't even believe it because... My iPhone app is now live. So there is now a free Primal Potential app for iPhones. Now, a couple of caveats. Yes, it is only for iPhone right now. And that is because this is my first foray into app development. And it just seemed to make sense to start in one place and see how it goes and adjust accordingly. So for all you Android users out there, don't worry. I am definitely thinking of you and hoping to move in that direction. But for the rest of you, it is out there right now. If you go to the App Store and you search Primal Potential, you will find me there. And I am so so excited about it. So let me tell you a little bit more about this app. I created it for two reasons, okay? One reason is that I was hearing from a lot of you that either you're great about checking the blog or you're great about checking the podcast, but you usually don't do both. And I think there's such valuable information on both. And so many of the questions that I get from blog readers are covered in podcasts and from podcast listeners are covered in the blog. And so this app basically aggregates all of your primal potential content in one place. So you can get to the website from there and right in the app, you You can see all of the blog posts and read them right there in the app, right? And all of the podcasts right there in the app. So you don't necessarily have to go back and forth between three or four places to get all the content. It's all in one. Now, that is totally available to you iPhone users right now for free. The second reason that I developed the app is because many of you were asking me to go to a seven day a week podcast, which right now is just more than I am able to take on. But you were saying that, you know, you love listening to the motivational and inspirational podcasts because you need that every day. And I always say that on the podcast, that motivation isn't something that just strikes you. It's something that you create and you have to create it every day. So I thought that this would be a great opportunity to give you that motivation every single day without having to commit to a seven day a week podcast because I just don't have the bandwidth for that right now. So within the app, the free app, there is an option to upgrade and that upgrade is $4.99 per month. And what that gives you is a daily audio message from me, they're short. So this is something you can listen to easily in one to three minutes when you're getting ready for work or you're driving into work, or if you're just having a tough moment, right? A moment of temptation, a moment of frustration, a moment of self-doubt or resentment or regret. 
So seven days a week, 365 days a year, there is an audio message in there from me to help keep you motivated and inspired. So you can get the app now for free and have all the content in one place. And then if you decide that you really need that daily encouragement, that daily motivation, that option is available to you with the daily motivation selection inside the app. And I am so excited about it. It has been such a great thing and it's something you guys have been asking me for. I'm thrilled that it's available to you Android folks out there. Don't worry. I am really hopeful that we will get something to you sooner than later. So definitely check out the app. Let me know what you think. If you enjoy the daily motivations, let me know. I would love to hear from you. You guys know you can always email me directly at primalpotential.com. Well, No, you can't email me at primalpotential.com. That's not my email address. My email address is elizabeth at primalpotential.com. So what I wanted to talk about today, I actually didn't plan this at all. I got excited about the app. And then while I was driving, I was thinking about a presentation I had given recently. And in the middle of the presentation that I was giving, I was like, gosh, I wish I was recording this for the podcast. Here's the thing. When I have one-on-one consultations with folks that are considering working with me as a one-on-one fat loss coaching client, they'll often ask, you know, what are the most common things you work with with your clients? And I think maybe they're expecting me to talk about nutritional strategies or late night snacking, but I will tell you that probably 80% or more of my coaching calls are about mindset issues, emotional issues, self-limiting beliefs, negative self-talk, and I'm really not surprised because that was the issue for me too. So I've shared with you guys before, especially back in episode 100 when I took a deep dive into my own personal story and where a lot of my weight loss challenges came from, And I talked about how I was born, and I'm so serious when I say this, I was born metabolically disadvantaged, and that's not like an excuse or anything, but because my mom was very sick during her pregnancy with me, my metabolism slowed down so that I would survive. And so I was a heavy baby. And what that meant was growing up with a sister who was tall and thin, and I was neither of those things. I felt a little resentful and I felt like something was wrong with me when I could eat the same things that she ate and I could exercise and work out and play out in the yard as much as she did and she was tall and really thin and I was short and really fat. And it really started to become my identity. And I just had all this negative self-talk of you're just the fat girl, you're always going to be the fat one. And in fact, I had pediatricians growing up tell me and tell my mom, it's just the way she is. She's just always going to be heavier. And that became my identity. And so when I would fail on a diet, as frustrated as I would be, I would kind of shrug my shoulders and be like, I'm just the fat girl, right? It was a self-fulfilling prophecy because I said it all the time. I beat myself up and I became really skilled at self-deprecating humor, which is just another way of negatively reinforcing beliefs about myself that held me back. So when I got to the point where I was beyond fed up with my weight, I was well over 300 pounds, what I did was step back and look at the difference in my approach in areas of my life where I was really successful and areas of my life where I wasn't successful. So in my career, I was doing really well, right? With my finances, I was doing really well. So I looked at it and I said, what is it 
that I'm doing differently as it relates to weight loss and fat loss and my health compared to my approach with my career and my finances. And I will tell you what stood out to me the most was that I had no negativity, no negative self-talk, no doubt, no resentment, no constant beating myself up about money or career. In fact, quite the opposite. I routinely thought I'm actually pretty good at my job, right? I'm good at what I do. And, you know, people recognize that and I'm I'm smart. And same thing with finances. Like, I'm really good at keeping a budget and I kind of like this. And there was so much positive self-talk related to my finances and my career. And there was the exact opposite of that related to fitness and weight loss and health. It was always, I'm an emotional eater. I'm addicted to sugar. I can't control myself. I binge when I get overwhelmed. If I'm lonely, watch out. Me in the grocery store, it's on. And so all of that negativity, all of that self-talk, it was holding me back. It was reinforcing the very behavior that I was hoping to change. And so when I work with my clients, it's very much the same thing. When I read their tracking documents, because they we interact every single day with what they're eating and how they're feeling, there's so much beating themselves up, negativity, resentment, hating their bodies. Oh my God, I posted my pictures, but I'm so embarrassed. I look awful. I can't believe I let myself go. This is so embarrassing. All of that negativity reinforces the very behavior they're hoping to change. But when you start talking to them about their kids or you start talking to them about their job or you start talking to them about some goal they've recently achieved, their entire frame shifts. And so, so much of our focus is on overcoming those self-limiting beliefs. And I put together an entire course on this because I think it's so important. And if I had to summarize it into the most important parts, it would be the things that I want to cover today. And if I could narrow it down even further into just one statement, it would be a statement that I've said repeatedly on the podcast, and I cannot say it enough, what you focus on, you feel. If you woke up this morning and you overslept, right? You overslept, so you're stressed out, and then you burned your breakfast, and then you spilled your coffee, and then you got a frustrating email from work on your way in because you were checking your phone at a stoplight. I hope you're at a stoplight. If you're focused on those things, how are you going to feel? Chances are you're going to feel pretty awful. Why? Because that's where your focus is. Now, granted, I'm not going to tell you don't be frustrated and upset that you overslept and burned your breakfast and spilled your coffee and got a nasty email from work. Those would upset me too. Here's the difference. At this point in my life, at this point in my journey, I wouldn't focus on them. Especially when things are rough, when things are stressful, when things are up in the air, I am going to turn my focus to things that I have to be grateful for, for things that I have to be really excited about, right? So when I, when I, my alarm goes off, my first thought, well, if I'm being really honest, my first thought is, is the coffee ready yet? (laughs) That's, that's truly my first thought. But then beyond that, no matter what happens from that point on, I woke up. Not everybody wakes up in the morning. And someday you won't either. So you might burn your breakfast and you might oversleep and you might spill your coffee and somebody might be really nasty to you in a passive aggressive email. You woke up. You are now ahead of a lot of people who didn't have that good fortune and you won't always have that good fortune either. You could choose to feel grateful that you have a job 
that you have a roof over your head, that you have food in the fridge to cook. And, you know, this isn't some like feel good, you know, derivation of eat all your food because there are children starving in Africa. But it really is about true perspective. Like, honestly, is it worth putting yourself in a terrible state of mind because you spilled your coffee or you got in a traffic jam or somebody else is in a bad mood and firing off irresponsible emails? No, you can always choose your perspective because what you focus on, you feel. So here's the way this works. What you focus on, you feel. So your focus, your thoughts, what you're thinking about, what you're perseverating on determines your feelings. Your feelings are going to determine your actions. Do you feel like you necessarily make the same choices on, say, a lazy Saturday when you're in an awesome mood and you're feeling motivated and you're all smiles and you think life is great versus you're frustrated, you're anxious, you're worried, you're lonely, you're angry? Of course, your day is going to look entirely different. So your thoughts determine your feelings and your feelings are going to dictate your choices Your choices and your actions determine where you are in life, what you achieve, what you accomplish. And this is true of your relationships. This is true of your career, of your finances, and it is absolutely positively true of your health. One of my coaching clients, and I I adore talking to her, and and she, early in our relationship, uh, she said to me, don't be afraid to give me tough love. In fact, I think she I think she actually framed it a little bit more directly than that. She said, I think you're afraid of giving tough love. And I kind of laughed and I thought, <laughs> tell that to somebody who knows me really well and they know I don't hold my tongue. But so now I am always very quick to point out when I think she's full of it. So she was sharing in her coaching document that she had a really crappy day and she was working on a project with her husband. And it wasn't going well and this, that, and the other thing. And she said... I guess it was because that was what I was focusing on. And I guess if I had chosen to focus, maybe it would have been different, but probably not. (laughs) And it was just dripping with negativity. And I understand that. And he teased her about it. And then in her document, I said, I beg to differ. Because you could choose to be grateful that you have a husband who loves you and supports you. And you can choose to be grateful that you're both well enough to take on a project together. And you could choose to be grateful that you have a home to live in and work on, right? That you have the financial means to make improvements. Now, in the scheme of those things, the bickering back and forth is completely not consequential, right? In the scheme of the things that we work ourselves up on, I mean, shame on us, right? And we all do it. I do it too. But when you step back, the problem is we get stuck in the maze, right? In the maze where all we see is the barriers. And oftentimes you just have to tell yourself, rise above it. Rise above it and look at it from the true perspective. Because if you're listening to this right now, The world is your oyster and you can create anything if you decide to put in the effort. But if you focus on all the things that make you feel anxious and stressed and lousy, guess what? You're going to be anxious and stressed and lousy. No question about it. So what you focus on, you feel. Now, the other thing that I spend a lot of time working with my clients on is this notion that describing is prescribing. Describing is prescribing. So if you say, I'm so tired, I'm so stressed, yep, you are. Because while you think you're just describing your situation, you are also prescribing it. You are giving your ins- you're giving instructions to your subconscious with every thought and every word that comes out of your mouth, right? 90% or more of our decisions are made on the subconscious level. That is just truth. 
That is just truth. So with everything that you say, you have to be very careful because do you want to be instructing your body that you're tired? There's no question that if you were sitting slumped over, right, back arched, head down, eyes down, and thinking, I'm so tired. I hate this day. Is it time to go home yet? You are going to feel very different than if you sit up tall and you pull your shoulders back and you put your chest out and you say, you know what? I didn't sleep well last night, but there is a lot of opportunity in this day and I don't want to waste it because you know what? You might not wake up tomorrow. The most important words that can come out of your mouth or pass through your mind are the words I am and what follows it. Be so careful with what follows the words, I am. If you say, I am fat, I am disgusting, I have no self-control, I am an addict, I am over-emotional, I have no control over my choices, you're right. I cannot change the way you think and feel about yourself. Only you can do that. And if you want to change your condition, if you want to change your choices, if you want to change your actions, you must change what follows the words, I am in your head and in your mind. So many people will say, I'm so stressed, I'm so overwhelmed, I'm so this, I'm so that. Do you want to be those things? Well, no. Then don't say it. Describing is prescribing and you should be so careful with that. The negative self-talk, like I said at the start, reinforces the very behavior that you're trying to avoid. So when you say, I'm so stressed, I'm so tired, I'm so overwhelmed, I'm so broke, I'm so fat, I'm so lazy, I'm not motivated, okay, then you're right. The negative self-talk reinforces the behavior that you're trying to avoid, so you have to tune in to those thoughts and replace them with things that are far more productive. I've said before that the very best advice I've ever received is to learn to stop listening to yourself and instead start talking to yourself. Because so many times my clients will say to me, I get it, I get it, I know I'm not supposed to say those things, but I can't help thinking them. I'm not suggesting that you can turn those thoughts off. When I have rough, destructive, stressful thoughts, I can't turn them off either because that's like saying, don't think about the pink elephant. You would have never thought about a pink elephant until I just said don't, right? And the more often I say, don't think about the pink elephant. Don't think about the pink elephant. What are you thinking about? So I'm not suggesting that you stop that negativity. I'm suggesting that you stop listening to yourself by starting to talk to yourself. So as soon as you recognize that negative loop in your head, replace it. For me, when I walk past a mirror and I don't like that angle and I think, oh, geez, gosh, are those love handles? Seriously, I thought I had worked those off. I am immediately going to replace that with, I am strong, I am in control of my choices, and I can create the body I want with hard work and discipline, period. It's not saying, I'm skinny and I'm fit and I look like a Barbie doll, because that's not really effective either if in the back of your mind you're thinking, uh, no. But you can learn to stop listening to yourself when you decide to start talking to yourself. Now, early in my journey, this is how I did it. I wrote down positive affirmations, things that were true, right? Not things that were lies. Like when I was $130,000 in debt, I didn't say, I'm debt free, because my subconscious would be like, 
Nope, you're not. Go check your bank account. When I was 350 pounds, I didn't say I'm a Barbie girl because I know I wasn't, right? Instead, I wrote down affirmations that were true but empowering on a note card. And I had multiple copies of that note card. I still have the note cards. I have one in my hand right now. And I had a copy on my desk, a copy in my purse, a copy in my car. I kept copies everywhere so that wherever I was, if I was driving at a stoplight, getting ready for work, whatever I was doing, when I noticed that negativity, I wasn't trying to turn it off, but you can't pop, you can't throw a ball up and down at the same time, right? You can't think I'm so fat and tell yourself I'm strong, capable, and in control of my choices. Your mind is going to be directed to the new thoughts that you are thinking or the new words that you are saying. So you need to create those affirmations to help replace so that you can stop listening to yourself and start talking to yourself. One of the things that can get in the way of our improvement here is making excuses. And nobody likes to be told that they're making excuses because we all want to protect our ego. We all want to feel great about ourselves, myself included. And so the fancy way that I describe making excuses when I'm working with my clients is you just justified your choices with your circumstances. That is making an excuse and that's what so many people do. So when it's, I know, I know, I was supposed to, I told you I was going to go home and, you know, grill a steak and have a salad, but I had to work late and the kids were just acting up. So I went through the drive through and I ended up getting a burger and fries. Okay, you just use your circumstances to justify your choices because the reality of the situation is that working late and your kids acting up has nothing to do with what you put in your mouth, but you've linked them to make you feel better about your choice. I'm all for feeling better, but I'm not all for lying to yourself, right? I I was really overtired, so I snapped at my husband. Okay, I get it. I understand that you're justifying the choice to snap at your husband by saying that you were overtired, but the two really have nothing to do with each other. You are just trying to protect your ego. It makes a lot of sense. But in order to make progress, we have to become aware of the way that we do this so that we can say, these aren't linked. I wanted fries and I was tired and I didn't want to cook dinner. I, or I ate the fries, period. I ate it. I own it. I did it. I'm done, right? I snapped at my husband. I just did. It wasn't right. It was wrong. I'm going to say I'm sorry. End of discussion. You don't need to justify everything. Using your circumstances to justify your choices is called making an excuse. Be more committed to fixing the issue than to defending. Be more committed to improving your food choices than to justifying and defending them. So many people are quick to defend. I'll ask my clients, talk to me about the pint of ice cream last night. PMS. I was fighting with my husband. My kid wouldn't stop crying. Um, I'm not asking you to defend the choice, right? We are so much more committed to defending than to fixing. A coworker says, gently, I really don't like the way you handled that situation. You know, can we talk about a different way? And you say, well, what you don't know is X, Y, and Z and A, B, and C. Be more committed to fixing than to defending. Can this Is there an opportunity in this situation for me to grow and improve and change? If there is, take it. You've got to be in the habit of letting your guard down and not being so dang defensive that you can't possibly improve because you're too busy defending and justifying. Do not defend and justify. Be more committed to improving than to defending. 
The reality of the situation, and this is something I say all the time to all, I mean, I say it to myself, I say it to my clients, I say it to you guys. When you argue for your limitations, you get to keep them. So if you are saying to yourself, I'm too old, I'm past menopause, I'm too busy, I don't have enough money, congratulations, you have successfully argued for your limitations, they're yours, that's all you get. I will never argue for my limitations. Are there days when I am tired? Are there days when I am anxious? You bet starting a business with an aggressive six-month non-compete and a company that I wasn't sure how they were going to handle me going into this arena, you bet there were days where all I could see was limitations, but I was not going to argue for them and be stuck with them and define my potential by them. I could give you a litany of reasons why it's harder for me to lose weight than other people, and they're all true. But I am better than that. I am bigger than that. I am stronger than that. And I will not limit my potential by arguing for my limitations. Because when you argue for your limitations, you get to keep them. So be so careful. It's just going back to that describing is prescribing. Be so careful about what you argue for, right? We have to train ourselves to pay attention to our choices and our behaviors and our habits so that we're not at the mercy of our conditioning. Because so many times what we'll see, especially with food choices, is I didn't even really think about it until afterwards. I can't really tell you what I was feeling when I ate the the box of cookies because I didn't really think about it until afterwards. I was stressed and I was upset and just in the moment I didn't care and I made the choice. Here's the thing though. A Viktor Frankl quote, Viktor Frankl is a author and Holocaust survivor, and he said, between stimulus and response, there is a pause. And in that pause is our power and our freedom. So if a man, enduring torture, watching loved ones die and starve in front of him, can find that pause between stimulus and response, I think we can too. The key is training yourself to pay attention. And if you don't train yourself to pay attention, you will be at the mercy of your conditioning. For sure, for sure. No question. So how do you do that? Goes back to something that I recommend all the time for a million different reasons, and that's tracking. Writing down what you eat, how much and when, your hormonal biofeedback, your mood, your energy, your quality of sleep, your cravings, and your hunger so that you can start to identify patterns. Gosh, it really seems like on the days that I'm not sleeping well, my food choices are crap. Or on the days that I uh, mark down that I've argued with my spouse, or on the days that I'm running around taking my kids 17 different places, my food choices are not as good. Or on the few days before I start my period, I make porch food choices compared to other times of the month. It allows you to see the trend. And when you know and you can anticipate and you can expect these challenges, for me, it was tracking that showed me, tracking and journaling, I use the same interchangeably, it was it was tracking that showed me if I was feeling lonely or sad or worried, my food choices were garbage because I was using the food as an escape mechanism. I probably couldn't have seen that identification, maybe with some therapy, but short of that, without really tracking my food choices. And I was asking one of my coaching clients a couple of days ago, um, there was a lot of like sweets in her week that week, cookies and brownies. And I was like, what is it? You know, what do you really love? Like, what do you really enjoy? And she said, you know, I don't even know if I really like cookies and brownies. I think 
I might be an emotional eater. Now, for me, that was never like, I think I might be an emotional eater. I was always 100% sure I am an emotional eater. But for her, she wasn't very sure. And so what we started to do was to have her track her emotions before an indulgence. So I said, you can indulge. You can eat the ice cream, the cookies, the brownies. No shame, no, no shame, no shame, no judgment, no guilt, no nothing. But before you put it past your lips, I just want you to write one word, your emotion. What are you feeling? Are you stressed? Are you anxious? Are you angry? Are you happy? And that way we can start to see you are indulging around these two emotions. And then those two emotions can be a trigger. Something just happened that made me upset. I know this is a high risk time for me. So I am going to slow down and start to really pay attention, right? Because when we pay attention... We won't be at the mercy of our conditioning. If we just go on, stimulus response, action, reaction, without that pause, that's what animals do. So we have to find that pause. We have that pause in other areas of our lives, and we just have to train ourselves to pay attention so that we can improve and reclaim that power and that freedom to own our choices. So from a practical implementation standpoint, a couple of things I want to recommend. Number one is affirmations. Don't write them in the negative. Don't write, I don't eat sugar. I don't eat Coke. Because that is your pink elephant, right? That's no good. We don't want that. Write it as, I'm in control of my choices. In fact, I'm going to read you some of mine, and I've done this before. Um, These are going back, way back. And I don't recommend that you have more than three or four of them because then reading them becomes an exercise you're trying to get through instead of something you're really tuned into. So create three or two that are highly impactful for you and related to the area where you want to see the most change. So for me, I eagerly fuel my body with foods I love that love me back. I consistently practice self-discipline and willpower. I bring passion and intensity to my daily workouts. I'm grateful for this body. And every day, it's getting leaner and stronger. So there are a bunch more for me because I've just added to them over time. But start with two or three and learn to stop listening to that negative tape in your head and instead replace it with these affirmations. And then the next thing is if you're not tracking already, you need to be writing down what you eat, how much and when, and that hormonal body biofeedback. If you aren't sure what is driving your poor food choices or you're not in the habit of paying attention, assign an emotion to it before you eat so you can start to see those trends and habits, okay? And I recently did a blog post. It's over on primalpotential.com on tracking. Now, if you don't want to go over to primalpotential.com, don't forget about the new app, a new free iPhone app. It's just for iPhones right now. That's an aggregate of all the content on the podcast and the blog in one place. And then if you feel like you need that daily motivation, encouragement, inspiration, kind of push in the right direction to help you stay focused on your goals, you can upgrade the app. It's $4.99 a month if you want to upgrade to get that daily audio message from me to help you stay focused and motivated and inspired. Real quickly, what I ate yesterday. Yesterday was absolutely crazy for me and it was not a workout day. So I did not do bulletproof coffee. I did plain black coffee and that was all I had in the morning. And then midday, I had an Epic bar because I was on the road. Those are a meat-based bar. Um, it's kind of like a protein bar, kind of like beef jerky, but it was a beef bacon apple flavor. 
And then I had some veggies and chicken later in the day, but that was it because I wasn't very active. I was on the road a lot. I was sitting down a lot, um, so not not a need to eat a whole lot of food. So that was light for me for a food day, but it was also light for me for an activity day. So if you have questions, if you have struggles, if you have challenges, go over to primalpotential.com, get on the email list so you can have direct access to my inbox. I am here to help you with your challenges. And I would love it if you would check out the app. If you're an iPhone user, let me know what you think. I think you'll really enjoy the daily motivations. I've had an awesome time putting them together. And uh, hopefully that'll help those of you who are hoping for a more regular podcast than the three times a week that we're currently doing it. But I'll be back in a couple of days. And until then, guys, please stay in touch with me and let me know how I can help you reach your goals. Talk to you soon. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Hey Houston, Khan's prices are invincible. That means prices have been cut low, as in amazingly low, as in won't be beat. In fact, we're backing it up with our low price guarantee. Invincible prices on appliances, furniture, electronics, mattresses, and more. Not invincible enough for you? How about free next day delivery on appliances, TVs, and mattresses? And payment options for everyone, whether you have good credit or building it. Visit Khan's today and find out what invincible feels like.